Hello there, mortals of the universe family. I'm Mysterious Jackson. And what I'm going to talk about today, well, actually, I have a lot to talk about. But I'm most excited because DLC 14 for Dragon Ball Universe 2 is almost complete. And what is going to entail? Things that I told you that were going to happen. Well, see, first thing, first as far as the characters, well, we all knew that Kakarot of Instinct Sign was going to be part of the uh, character list. And the second character is this one. And the last couple characters. I think Vegeta and Bergamo is going to be in one of them. And as much as people don't want me to mention it, I don't think uh, 18 from Dragon Ball Super variation from her should be in the game. I think she might be in the game just as a leftover. But, if you ask me, I think it should be a costume for 18 instead of a whole entire character. Because, hear me out. She didn't really do anything of good substance or anything significant in the Tournament of Power. And... Don't get me wrong, I don't hate the character. I do love 18 in a way, aka Lazuli. But to have her be part of the DLC, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, I guess because they have 18 be a part of it because uh, 17 was a part of the last one in DLC, uh, 6, but if that was the case, they should have had him be a part of it, and then 18 be a part of it, just to make sense of it, but I'm looking forward to this DLC, mainly because they are continuing the story mode. Like I knew what was gonna happen, and what part of the story they continuing is the um, DLC six part of the story mode where um, Dabra gets turned into stone and he's trapped in uh, the uh, hall infamy, and then he gets. because uh, the um, stone and stuff wears off because he's been here for quite some time and then due to the fact that you know it's been over um, a couple of hours and 
when it reaches the time limit, the statue of stone gets revert back to what it was originally. And we gotta help you team up against Deborah. And I'm looking forward to that and there's more um footage discussing the story mode coming soon. So when I have more information on that and then when they show more uh, footage, I'll update you on that. But that's not what this episode is going to be about. What it is also about is for those of you who love the Universe 1 story mode, you get to experience that because for the first time ever, the legendary patrol pack involving the uh, Universe 1 storyline it's going to be on console and it's no longer just on Switch anymore. Switch should have been in the game but when you look back at it you understand why it wasn't in the game because what um, Bandai personally told me on Twitter the other day the reason why that it wasn't on the console versions of the game initially is because when they had tested it it kept crashing and um and it was a lot of bugs still left into it so initially it came down to it wasn't ready to be released from the console yet but they initially intended to have it on the consoles because due to the fact that um universe one allowed you to have it carried over for universe two they wanted to have the story mode on there as well as as a package deal but due to the fact that they had bugs on the uh, legendary control pack, they had scrapped it for a while until they fixed it. And they initially wanted to um, release it for the um, five year anniversary. But then again, it wasn't ready yet. So, to commemorate the six-year anniversary this summer they are releasing the um, legendary patrol pack as a part of the DLC and how, how do we um, get this well for starters it is not a free DLC thing. You have to 
buy the DLC. And once you buy the DLC, you'll be able to get it. And then you'll be able to play it. And that said, due to the fact that um, the Legendary Patrol Pack is now playable, I'm assuming, and based on what my sources have said, and what the screenshot has shown me, that Demigras will be playable. From what the screenshot have been shown. Like, nothing has been confirmed yet, but I'm assuming that it's confirmed because Demigras was the biggest part of Universe 1 story mode, and he was been playable. And Bandai has said they're trying to fix everything as far as Universe 2 story mode server for the Legendary Patrol Pack. And they don't want to have characters in the game that aren't playable outside of story mode or outside of training mode. And this does not include, um, Zamasu when he's corrupted. But they are looking forward to having, you know, in vent mode somewhere down the line. But, um,. If I'm wrong in this one, I'm wrong, but don't come to me. But I have a big, strong idea that I won't be wrong in this one. Not only because the sources I've had and the sources I've had haven't been wrong before, but even before my source had told me anything, I always called what would happen and it ended up happening. So I have a very strong idea and I realize I said Biddy but I don't hear. I have a very strong idea that um that Demi Grau will be playable and there will be another character added to the roster considering um, the third fighter isn't here yet and the last two fighters aren't here yet because just like Just like in um, DLC uh, 6, they will try to have like more than uh, 4 characters, they try to have at least 5. And seeing how DLC 13 only had 2 characters in the initial go around, until they added... Um, Jiren 
Gogeta, Kale, and Khalifa. Because initially, when um, DLC 13 first came out, it was only going to have three characters. But then, they needed to fill the uh, spot. And they added Kale and Khalifa at the end of it. Because when DLC 13 first came out, it was going to only have Gogeta and Jiren in the stage. But then Bandai was like, no, we need to um, fill up the rest of the roster spot, and that's how um, Kaelin Khalifa got in. Because initially, they weren't supposed to be in the game until later. But then, they put him in because um, the fusion was put in the game and had nothing to do with the story until DLC 13 actually. Because at the last minute, um, Kale and Khalifa were brought in to fill it out. Because it's the beginning of DLC 13. The very beginning before Jiren and Gogeta were added into it. Kale and um, Khalifa were supposed to be part of the story mode and then part of the DLC, but um, that was done until later. And then me and a bunch of others. Um, Van died like, what's up? Like, um, where's the rest of the characters you found? So, with some pushback, Bandai was like, okay, we'll, we'll put him in. And, as a bonus, they, um, put them both in because they almost disregarded um Khalifa but due to the fact that you know Kale and um Khalifa were already in the game due to the fact that they're in their fusion state they had to put them in to uh make it feel more complete because what Bandai doesn't want to do with the universe they don't want to have characters that you fight, but you can't play with them. That's why you see the legendary patrol pack coming to consoles because um that's why you see you know Demigra and screenshot and why you see um. 
the GT storyline in the game because the dragons are playable and you can fight with them in parallel quests. But the storyline wasn't there. The story mode wasn't there. And now that the um DLC Legendary Fulfill Pack is coming with DLC 14, this will be, you know, playable now. And the reason why they're doing this to add the many reasons why they're doing this is because nobody um can buy Universe 1 and 2 as a bundle collectively because it's too expensive right now. And Universe 1 on PlayStation 4 is hard to find. You have to either go to Amazon and get it, or um, if you're lucky, go to the nearest GameStop and get it. But, that's kind of hard because, um, GameStop, um, just had recently sold the last 10 copies of Universe 1. And, that kind of bummed me out because I wanted to get it. I mean, I mean, I haven't, but it's on PlayStation 3, and my PlayStation 3 is no longer working right now. And I have no way to play, uh, the Xenoverse 1 story mode and I never got to finish it <laughs> primarily because I didn't get to buy the DLC for it <laughs> and now with the legendary patrol pack um I'll get to play with the DLC and because I already um bought some of the um DLC stuff for it. Like hell, there's a there was a, a DLC add-on for um uh the resurrection of uh, Frieza and um the GT storyline, and I'm going to have a huge meltdown. Because, um, that's also to pay tribute to, um, Chris Ayers. And, um, I'm gonna, um, talk about that, um, later on in this upcoming, uh, episode I have. Okay, so back when, you know, I was voice acting, 
um, and I was doing the voice of Goku just in case, you know, things happen and, you know, Sean happens to, you know, get busy doing something else because he is a busy man. Sean is like one of the ghosts of the voice acting. I mean, we're not talking about a man who sits on his uh, ass and uh, do nothing all day. He does a lot of voiceover work. I mean, he did voiceover for Pokemon and later variations for Pokemon. And he does, you know, instrument performances. I'm doing um, Goku, and then as a surprise, they played audio of Chris Air as Frieza, and they wanted me to um, react to it as Goku. And my mind was just completely blown, okay? I mean, I wasn't in the studio with him because, <laughs> you know, the studio. When they initially uh, do it for the release of the game, um, they usually are in doubt doing it. But they knew a couple people that. You know, people to um, do voice work and just send it to Dallas or whatever. And I was one of the lucky ones. And what I mean by lucky ones, I don't mean by just being lucky and just getting my shot out. I mean lucky by one of the fortunate ones to have, you know, do the voice of Goku. And be able to react to Chris Eric Reason and doing um deleted scenes for the game, which none of my Goku voice work was the game and things are subject to change like even though I was kind of you know bummed out and disappointed and hurt in a sense but I was still honored to do it because you know it's an honor to be you know selected and chosen to do such a project and to be reacting and responding to one of the greatest voices of my childhood and one of the greatest voices of the new generation in Chris Ayer, who's a real respected um, theater director and actor in his own right, 
quite legendary, might I add. It's still, you know, a great honor to have, you know, work aside his voice, even though I haven't actually, you know, met him in person. But I did honestly, you know, get to talk to him because he uh, had um, the FaceTiming app and I got to um, talk to him and, you know, we were talking about anime and uh, freeze and all that and um, I was doing the voice of Goku for him and he was doing Frieza. And it was such an amazing honor to have that happen. And then not the only on my birthday he recruited me into the Frieza army. And I have turned 31. And listen, y'all can say whatever. Oh, she's getting lying here, saying this for cap. Bullshit, because my achievements actually happen. Like, I'm not saying anything for cap. All the things that I achieve, I achieve. And I got the facts and people to back me up on that. And I'm going to take that to my grave. Because the fact that I got to talk to him. I'll never forget it. And the fact that he's no longer here. It really hurts. Because he was the most kindest man you will ever meet. And I feel so bad for Crystal because she adored that man. And they were about to be married, and they made an adorable, most beautiful couple. And the fact that people thought that she was trying to kill him is bullshit because she was the most kindest person anywhere. And the fact that people thought that she was trying to kill him is bullshit because, if anything, she helped him for as long as she could. And the 
Lord, that he is no longer here with us. Hurt me immensely. Because when I got to talk to him, and I got to see what kind of person he was just by talking to him. Like, out of this world experience. And, <sighs> I'll never get to have that. So that's why. I say the things I say when I talk to people. And, like, that's why I say the things I say. Because we do talk on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Like, every time I say those kind of things to her, I really mean them. Because, Somebody that's near and dear to my heart, he has helped me when I was having the most darkest of days. And even if you know we haven't met in person, and she has you know helped me in person, she has helped me through a lot because her. Anime adventures and the interviews that she gives, and how charming and kind she is. That alone has helped me. Because the fact that she does these interviews with voice actors and brings the interviews to life on screen, or whether it's over FaceTime or a live stream. It is amazing. And when I was going through my depression phase and I was going through a really dark time in my life and I almost gave up and hit the quick button. Just watching her interviews. And the many interviews that she's done, and some of the things she has said, really helped me through. And I do love her and the type of person she is. And I don't really like in love with her. She adores her husband, okay? But I am in love with the person she is. I am in love with her character. I am in love with her personality. And I adore her. I am in love with our friendship. She means a lot to me. And that's why I said that they do this Vagabond movie without this moment, I'm going to riot. I'm going to riot. Because if it not been for this moment and T 
Susan Hubert. Ted wouldn't be who she is, but I say, if it wasn't for Miss Bowman, even though she was not the first person to voice Ted, if it wasn't for Miss Bowman, Ted would not be the character she is. And I swear to God, if they do not have her voice pan for this movie, I'm going to riot so fucking bad because Miss Bowen as Pan, I'm gonna say it. And people don't like it when I say this, but fuck off. Miss Bowman as Pan is a badass. She owns that character. Like, her performance makes you believe that character. You want to root for that character. And I don't know about you guys, but when she performs the character, it makes me feel something. And that's an arc that is missing in voice acting today. Like, and I mean no disrespect to any new voice actor because I've been there. I was a new voice actor and I'm still a new voice actor even though I've been doing it for three years. And I'm still somewhat doing it. But I will tell you I will not be happy if they do not allow Miss Elise Bowman to do the work again because that is her character. Like, I don't see anybody else doing the voice of Ken but Miss Bowman because she's been doing it for over 40 years. Like, she's been doing it since I was 13. And she's still doing it because whenever there was a game that had me in it, who was doing it? Miss Bowman was doing it. It wasn't Susan. It wasn't any new voice actor. It was Miss Bowman. So if they have a new voice, and they try to sound like Miss Bowman, I'm going to riot. I mean, no disrespect to any new voice actor again. But it would be a great disservice and an injustice if Miss Bowman is not doing this movie. So like English cast, get your shit together. And please allow Miss Bowman to do the work at hand. Don't give her the cold shoulder. She's the most kindest person on the planet. And if anybody deserves to do the voice at hand, it is her. Like, and to be someone 
such as Miss Bowman to have asthma and she has said that in interviews. So I'm not putting her on blast. And if I would, I apologize, Miss Bowman, but I'm putting you over right now. She is one of the greatest people and one of the most kindest people that I have ever gotten to meet over social media. And I'm truly honored and proud that I'll stay to the rooftop in the moon. I am truly blessed and honored to call someone like her my dear friend. And I mean that. She's inspired me to do so much. And aside from me wanting to um do a podcast forever, I have to say, like, she is one of the main forces besides myself. Somebody gets into the voice of goodness to spread joy. 
Because whether you like it or not, the fans are what makes the voice acting business. Because without the fans, there wouldn't be a job. And that's not just for voice acting, that's for anything entertainment wise, anyway. Because the fans and the generation of fans are what make the business. And I commend this woman for all that she's done. For all that she's been through. And if anybody has anything to say about her negative and I find you, oh, me and you are going to have a long talk. Because you did not disrespect her. Because I've seen some of the shit that was said about her and about the whole GT's not canon bullshit. Enough! I'm so sick of that. Like, that shit is retarded. It's stupid. And it's just not called for. And of my friends to anybody that is listening but those who know my mouth yeah I should be used to it by now but if this moment is listening my friend I apologize for my language or whatever but I'm just sick of people not giving you flowers when they should be giving them to you because you've done so much for me and and everybody and I'm sure Miss Joseph would agree with me like you mean a lot to us Miss Bowman and like you have meant a lot to me since I was a kid and since I was a teenager. I remember when you would do the short film stuff. I mean, come on, Claire. That was priceless. Like, and then when you were on the big leagues and what I mean by big leagues I mean on red carpets and whatnot and um, you would be um, talking to people on the red carpets and uh, doing all that shit and then uh, when you were doing the the newscaster and um, news reporter segments and whatnot them just been hilarious <laughs> I mean come on like you can do it all you're a quadruple threat you're not just a triple threat like you can do it all 
and that's one of the reasons why I look up to you and idolize you. Like the thing, and the compliments I say to you, and the kind words, I mean it. Like no fakeness here. I'm sincere when I give those compliments. I'm not doing this to um get payment or anything like I mean it from the bottom of my heart and the fact that people aren't giving you your flowers is thick as my tum tum I mean come on like you're one of the legends in the, in the business like and even though you still have to do so you can do more and I respect that I respect that because the fact that you feel that what you can do is endless, that's how you should be. But if anybody doesn't give you your flowers, don't worry, I'll be the one to give you flowers while you're still here on this earth. And as long as I'm around, you'll have a friend in me. I'll give you your flowers while you're here on this earth and I will always continue to be kind to you and I mean it because I love you dearly my friend and stay tuned because I'll have a, a special for your birthday coming up. And be safe and have fun on your birthday. And enjoy it. I love you. Just something. Your family too. I love you dear. I'll talk to you soon. And with that, I'm Mystery Jackson, the original one. And always remember to stay tuned. Because you don't know what is going to happen on the show or who will be on the show. And take care of the earth. Because this is our universe seven. Love you guys. Bye bye. Umaida. Mona Lisa. Oh my God. <laughs>